in five, four, three, two, one. Yo, what is up, everybody, and welcome back to What's the Dilly's podcast. Hey. Honestly, I don't think I'd be saying that right now. I don't think I'd be here with Ken right now, but <laughs> look, here we are. Yo. All right, so uh, What's the Dilly's podcast is a podcast I created to bring myself and you into the minds of my favorite dancers and connect more with the people in your community and hopefully gain knowledge that can help you on your dance journey too. All right, so for today, we have JR Street Beast, hey. Lightsaber, Kung Fu Kenneth. <laughs> you know him, you love him, you hate to battle him, uh-huh. depending on who you are. <laughs> uh, he's been using the same headshot for like 10 years, uh, the one with the little uh, fedora cap. <laughs> and uh, all right, everybody, welcome to the pod, Ken Vainga. Yo. All right, shot Ken, shot Kevin coming. Damn, you got me with that fedora, eh? And I'll be on my freaking... Um... I've been beating myself up about that same headshot. Eh? I was like, damn, I need to change this. Bro, you know what's crazy too? Like, uh, I was I was just talking about this with Tommy. I'm like, yo, bro, you know, like, you know, Ken, right? And then, and then Ken's, and then um, Tommy said the same thing. Like, bro, you know, Ken's been doing, doing the same headshots for like I know, the same. Bro, I need to get like some new ones in. Eh? I'm just bro. too lazy. I'm just like, well, these are good enough. So I'll just send it. <laughs> Oh good. Bro, oh man, good. Like you got like a full ass beard, like your whole Bro. face has changed. Right. Like, oh shit, is this is is wait, what? Wait, where's the fedora? <laughs> um dude. Got me, bro, you got me. So, oh, so you need uh new headshots. I do, man. I do. Shout out to anyone who's willing uh Abstract. Yo. Damn, we still need a link up me and Ev. Damn. Cause he's been he's been um heading me up too about like yeah, just trying to get me on. That'll be dope too. So mm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see yeah. man yeah so Ken how like how you been doing today how you been doing this week like what have you been up to mm, man it's actually been super busy eh? like um, obviously it's November right now leading into December Christmas and so I think this week it's been super full-on we've been practicing for blank canvas but even last week just came back from Napier judging battle in the bay mm. yeah so that was super full-on and then a couple gigs here and there and then obviously trying to just keep up with my training too so yeah bro it's been good full-on good busy especially like um because of how hectic like 2020's been you mm. know what i mean for everyone so it's cool to still be in a industry where you know against all odds you still find yourself you know um capable of making money in like different like gigs and stuff like that so yeah bro it's been good it's been busy but it's mm. been good busy can I ask you something too, bro? Like, mm-hmm. how was Battle in the Bay? Like, because I know that must have been like the first competition for, I mean, a lot of us mm. since since COVID and everything. Like, well, has much changed since then, or is it still the same things? Or mm. like, do you notice anything different? Or? I think with um, man, I don't know. That's a that's a really dope question, bro. I think what was cool about this year's Battle in the Bay is that I don't know. I saw them earlier this year for. I think it was the Hawke's Bay Regionals. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just obviously the whole COVID thing kind of stopped, put everything on pause. And so to be able to go back into that um, type of same area and kind of just see how it's still growing, bro. Like, it's crazy. Like, I, was, I wasn't I was shocked at, like, how different the, um, the whole competition was in terms of, uh, like, just what you see in terms of the performances but what shocked me was that like yo there's all these kids that are still upskilling and Mm. still getting better 
from the last time that I that I seen them. Yeah. But this is during the whole lockdown period, so mm-hmm. I don't know what these kids have been doing. But for some reason, bro, I just felt like they've been they upskilled like a lot, bro. Yeah. And so I was like shocked. It was a pleasant surprise. And then yeah, the competition's always good, bro. Like Russell and Ollie, um, yeah, they're they're just amazing, bro. And it's such a good competition because it's like the perfect um, merge between you know people who are wanting to get into the competition scene yeah. and the elite and so you kind of see you know the elite get to like jam alongside people who are aspiring to be in their position and so always kind of you know giving a platform for people across the board um on all levels is is such a good thing so yeah i really enjoyed the competition bro it was yeah. it was really really dope creatively it's always amazing to see just different artists just come together and just create so mm. yeah man it was it was really good i can talk for ages so but yeah but battle in the bay was really really good bro yeah so i mean the fact that they like the fact that you said that you were shocked at how much they upskilled bro that's that's difficult bro. bro it's so difficult and especially with the whole lockdown like i swear bro like lockdown man like i've seen a lot of dancers kind of have to restart you know, after lockdown. Mm. And, um, yeah, I think just with this being one of the only competitions or, yeah, one of the first competitions that I've been to and that I got to judge uh, for 2020, I was like, damn, yo, like, these kids have gotten way better in a community that, like, that isn't super, like, um, known for hip-hop, you know? So, yeah, it was just real cool, bro. It was super cool. And speaking about uh, lockdown, so if you guys didn't know, um, Ken and Knowles and Lighthouse, mm-hmm. they had a show that uh, was originally meant to happen. It was meant to be a live show, mm-hmm. but because of lockdown, they turned it into a digital show. And uh, do you want to just um, just tell us how that experience was, Ken? Yeah, bro, for sure. Well, so, and maybe just like about the show as well and what it was mm-hmm. about for the viewers that, you know, just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we had this... Um, we had a show that was supposed to happen in I think September or something and shout out to Seda she was actually the person who made the whole concept and idea oh really yeah bro so cause um myself and Knowles we were just kind of we were just real drained bro we were tired we were creatively just at our at our peak or like at our at our wits end and so yeah Seda just came up with like a cool idea of you know collaborating members of lighthouse with like uh an artist from like a whole nother you know art form Mm. and that opened up like a whole nother idea and so that's how kind of um synthesis was kind of birthed really was from that conversation with seda and then um yeah bro i mean the show itself it was a huge learning experience for us as a fan because Obviously, we wanted to do it in a live format, so we were expecting to kind of, you know, go a certain way with the show, and then I think it was like low, like it was like a week before, and myself and Knowles, I was just like, yo, I'm I'm just not too sure about you know how we want to do this because even I think it was yeah the first lockdown we had to navigate, you know, how do we do something you know obviously just as creatives 
through the first freaking lockdown mm. and then we're coming out we're like yo we're fine all of this stuff uh synthesis was going on so we were preparing for it and all that stuff and then we went back into lockdown and we we're just like yo like it's just another punch in the gut you know what i mean for for creatives who want to put their show out there for people to see and experience and um yeah it was a difficult decision for myself and the team to kind of just come to the conclusion that it would just be better if we just did it online mm-hmm. and it, it wasn't better as in like it was a easier option it was better in the sense that like it was we would feel a whole lot more at peace knowing that we weren't putting our community in danger of you know a covert breakout again because mm. yeah we're just we're just thinking about that the whole time and um yeah and so flip we flipped the script on that real quick and shoot it was a lot of like long hours we got in contact with our um with our little bro johan who is and was no he's he's an, an aspiring uh videographer mm. so yeah man he was he was just flipping amazing to work with he's a crazy like sound engineer musician you know he's a wizard at it and so Knowles just had to um kind of just like you know persuade him a little bit to be a part of the camera team to film this whole show and um thankfully he said yes and it was just a crazy process bro like i remember you came in on the wednesday and that was like mid shoot because we had to shoot you know everyone's pieces every single day from like we blocked out maybe like five to like nine o'clock we had like four hours but we were there from like maybe one or twelve like all the way through so we're there nine hours every single day and it was just a long process bro like we were still trying to teach we we still had different jobs that we had to you know go go and do aside from the actual show itself you know so trying to balance all of that stuff as well as trying to create like you know a real good show that is creatively enticing bro that was super stressful eh? but um yeah bro now we did it it was fun we learned a lot and um yeah it was really really cool bro Mm. Mm. yeah yeah so um i think like as well speaking from like my own experience with the show because yeah i was i was a part of synthesis as well um i was part of william bokron's piece thanks william for having me um like at first when we were doing the show prepping for september the live show um i I thought it was just going to be like another type of show like just you know just do go on um you dance and you get out you know it's just kind of like what every show kind of is you know right but then when i turned digital i wasn't knowing like i didn't know what to expect and when we filmed on the day i was like oh okay sweet like i, I can kind of see where it's going mm. but then being at the show at the showing and seeing the end product come together fuck, it was just amazing eh? like Thank i've you, never bro. been because the show I the show the first show I came out of lockdown experiencing was um, ID's show, mm-hmm. which was also very um, amazing and creative. But then this one was it was just digital and it was just like bro, it was just such an a cinematic experience. Yeah, it was amazing and like this. Um, I remember Noel's piece was really stuck stuck out to me because she mm. was, 
um, Johan as well with the sound engineer. Like, he's yeah. amazing, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, seeing all the pieces come together, like, how her ideas got to come out. And yeah. bro, I was just so... I was left feeling so inspired. And Yo. I've never felt that way mm-hmm. towards local work in such yeah. a long time, man. Bro, and that's what was... Um, I think that's what we were all striving for, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, bro, again, like, Johan is a wizard when it came to, you know, just so being good. flipping the cameraman for like nine hours every single day like bro i i can't speak you know highly um enough about him you know what i mean enough yeah anyways i can't say enough good things because this dude literally was flipping memorizing kari like in real time he had to figure out different shots he also had to kind of just um follow the directors which was myself and Knowles. And on each different day, you know, obviously we wanted the artists themselves to kind of uh, direct and kind of lead. And we were just kind of, you know, be on the side, just assisting and then creatively just trying to steer it in a way that made everyone look different. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, bro, he was a he was a wizard. I remember some of the nights right before like the premiere, bro, we had like next to no sleep. Mm-hmm. And then um, the premiere happened it went well there were still a few like things that we wanted to clean up so we re-edited it um and you know we had to upload it on on the online platform bro and i swear we stayed up like for like 12 maybe 15 hours straight bro just making sure that everything was sweet and that nothing would just you know go to custard Mm. and so yeah it was it was such a such a dope experience bro because again like you said like you know feeling inspired and walking away you know just wanting to wanting to do something bro that's that's all that we wanted eh? if we were just able to trigger some people to kind of just jump into their creative journey and just kind of you know ride the wave of it you know you just never know how far it'll take you because shoot here i am looking back at my career you know, once upon a time, I was just like a 15-year-old mm. Samoan Māori kid from Mangere, training every single day to just hopefully, you know, be on a world stage and uh, do what I'm doing right now. So, man, it's cool to hear that you were super inspired, eh, to be honest, because that was our goal, bro, mm. from the very get-go. Where the our pieces were like, where the our pieces were where we wanted them to be, it didn't matter as long as it, you know, just inspired someone to do something that's that's all it was i always like to um i remember when people were asking me like uh, how synthesis was mm. um a, a line that i always tell them is that like for me the show was um the sum was greater than uh, it was greater than the sum of its parts mm. and that just basically meant that like all the things all the things when it came together it just elevated so much and oh yeah. my god bro like i look back at that experience now and it really was the uh when you when you said one of the intentions was getting um the fan to work with um different artists mm. it really was a learning experience there just yeah. to like really um get to know how to uh, work with other artists get to compromise yep. on ideas and yeah bro it was, man it was such a great experience there. bro thanks ken like that was just bro, like, I, I, I gotta give him a handshake for that one bro like, that was <laughs> oh that was me a shout out to Seda for the idea too and Noles yep. and fuck everybody behind the scenes yeah, and your guys crazy. piece bro your guys piece mm. was super epic like i came in 
what was it like the second half near the mm. like wrapping and stuff like that when you guys were almost done i was just watching bro i was like damn this is a vibe so shout out to you shout out to william bro because yeah. you guys did that and it was amazing so yeah, yeah. shout out to um brian too, because hey. brian uh william collabed with brian on that piece yeah so that was really dope to see as well um so you talked about uh the world stage of it and i just wanted mm. to ask you because you have been uh, a few years ago you used to work with prestige yes yep and even before that you worked with um other crews oh actually mm-hmm. let's just go through your dance background a bit to get from like um from the start of your journey to now and then we'll uh, cycle back to that prestige experience and how the world stage was yeah i mean bro mm. so Damn, I think um, my first ever crew was back when I was in like uh, high school from Onihanga. We called ourselves Parallel. You know, Parallel Dance Crew, bro. This was our. <laughs> oh, yeah. I ain't even trying to go. Nah, bro, please. But this was like our thing. And yeah, we were just a bunch of kids that were just eager to like dive into stuff and just, you know, ride the wave, I guess. And then. After that, I found the Dream Program, mm. um, which a lot of dancers back in the day were a part of. And it was actually funny because my he's like my best friend slash little brother, bro. Like, to this day, I still love this dude, eh? Um, and his name was Ang, or I called him Ang, but his name was Alvan. Mm. And um, yeah, he's Omar's cousin. Like, oh. super random, like, super random, but... He went to Onihanga and he was like two years younger than me, but he did the dream program in 2010. Mm. And I actually went and watched them because I was like, yo, you're part of this like crazy hip hop thing. Like, shoot. And then um, he was like, yo, you should audition the next year. And so got into dream, auditioned, um, met Knowles. And then from there, Knowles scouted me for Eclipse, which became the um, adults team at the time. And then from Eclipse, kind of just, um, yeah, kind of finished that season off in my life and then looked into just, you know, further training for myself as an artist, as a mover. And then, yeah, found myself, um, it was like perfect timing though too. I just found myself ready to kind of, you know, ask if I could be a part of Prestige. Mm. And then um, thankfully they said yes um, because... Yeah, they gave me a year to like just sit and just, you know, kind of just think about it. Um, And I was busy too because I I went to the States that year. I was teaching, I was training, so I didn't mind the wait. And then, yeah, bro, did the whole like worlds thing. Um, And the boys are like, bro, stuff that I learned a part of Prestige, like still to this day, like I take, I still hold them close, say, because it it was really, really good learning uh for me as an artist as a man like first and foremost like you know what i mean just how to be a man in a in a world where being a man is like looked at as like 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 wrong if that makes sense um yeah i don't know it was just it just was so good for me to learn because my whole life i never really had that kind of guidance you know into adulthood mm. and so a lot of lessons i had to learn the hard way but it was just you know great to be a part of a team um yeah that were just uh in another stage in their life that i could really lean on and kind of learn from their mistakes and just kind of you know take on board just 
you know, some things that um, I still to this day am grateful for. So shout out to the boys for that season, man. Appreciate you guys. Mm. And yeah, and now part of Beast Camp, Lighthouse, still doing my thing and still training. <laughs> feel like that's the ongoing thing. Yeah, it's like, bro, I'm just forever training. <laughs> training, training, it. training, bro. I love it, bro. I really mm. do. And one day when dancers like make a hundred thousand dollars a year to just dance, bro, shoot, a million dollars, I don't know. One day. Yo, we need that uh, Red Bull sponsorship. Bro, right? Red Bull, hit us up, man. Hurry up. We need that um that BC One sponsorship. Bro. Those, uh, have you seen those Red Bull dancers? They're like, bro. Bro. heck yes, bro. You're paid to go around the world and dance, right. bro. That's crazy. Bro. Bro. And it's like even more styles now. It's even mm. crazier now too. So, but yeah, man, that's my type of history and all of that stuff so can I ask you bro cause like um, I, 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 I kind of followed your journey for a bit mm. and I know that there was a phase where you know you went to train in the states you went to um, urban dance camp as well yep. um, you got to train with like Keone Madrid and all that mm-hmm. um, and then you, you went back to cruise mm-hmm. and I was like oh shit like Ken going back to cruise like that's and then to do a prestige as well like prestige is like a huge name in this mm. like not even just in like Auckland community but in um in Z community man like procedures like one of the OGs um so you know what what made you want to go back to prestige um I feel like I think it it was at the time Mm. there wasn't many crews from South Auckland first and foremost that Mm. were you know kind of just you know ripping um especially now you know what what street dance was maybe five to six years ago is very different. The culture is very different. The community is very different. And even the landscape of people is different um, now than it was, you know, back then. Not to say that it's bad, but I'm just saying, you know, for for a guy who came into the scene with so many South Auckland dancers Mm. and competing, like, you know, like you, you had garage crews, like coming out left, right and center, uh, people from high schools, you know, just wanting to enter just because they want to enter. Like, for me, I, I learned a lot being a part of that whole generation. And then, um, yeah, fast forward to when I wanted to ask Prestige um, whether or not I could join. Um, I think it, I was just ready to kind of, you know, test myself again. I've always been um, a, a type of dude who is curious to to see how far I can push the boundary and just see like what my potential really is. And so, yeah, man, Prestige, I thought like, yo, they're South Auckland. I know heaps of the boys from, you know, just uh, interweaving pasts, you know? And um, I just thought to myself like, yo, I I may as well ask. The worst thing that can happen is that they can just say no. Mm. And so, um, you know, thankfully, they, they said that they would think about it because I literally pulled Alistair out like one prestige uh, class like after class and I was like yo can I just catch up with you real quick um, pulled him aside and then just hit him up I was like yo I've been thinking uh, you know whether or not uh, I'm ready and I just think I'm ready and um, yeah I just wanted to see if you would uh, if there's an audition process or, you know, whatever to be a part of the team. And, um, yeah, man, from there, I they had to talk about it. They had to think about it. Um, and then for me, it was really good, too, because it gave me time to just think if this is really what I wanted. Mm. And um, I couldn't, you know, 
shake the possibility of going back into a competition, you know, testing my creativity, being a part of a, a group again to kind of really push my level or our level of, of, of male dance in New Zealand um, and, you know, flipping rip South Auckland everywhere we went. So there wasn't many, um, I guess, no's in my head. But um, yeah, bro, it was it was really really good. I think for me it was one of the best decisions because I experienced a lot. You know, I learned a lot. Um, yeah, bro. Still to this day, bro, I I hang on to a lot of the teachings that I learned from them, mate. Cause, bro, it was fire. I I know I know a lot of people too found it like real surprising that I kind of went went back into the choreo scene especially like with crews and stuff like that and i think for me it was i just wanted to prove to myself that like yo i can still i can still hang with this like this is yeah. easy to me like i love competing bro like i i love competing and so whether it's on a battlefield whether it's in choreo like i i want to be known as one of the most versatile dancers in new zealand history and be at a level that is like undeniably one of the best. And so whether it's crump, whether it's house, whether it's locking, whether it's whatever, like choreo, like, bro, I just want to just keep pushing. Because again, like, I'm not going to be this young for mm. too long. So I might as well just make the most of it, you know? So yeah, man, that's why I decided to go with the boys and um, shoot the rest is history, really. Bro, I... Oh, bro, I fucking love that mindset. Eh? Sure, Cause like I've, bro, I've recently come across that mindset again. Mm. Cause when I first started, I had that fire in me. But I was like, yo, just like let's get it. And like um, in the last few years, I didn't have that fire anymore. I just yeah. transitioned. I'm like, bro, what's going on? Mm. And then recently, I came across, bro. I, you know, you only got one life. You just gotta, you just gotta chase it and just like yeah, make bro. the most out of it. Um, whether or not you become the best doesn't matter. But as long as you got it in your head that you got, exactly. you want to be the best. Exactly, like, bro. That's all that matters, bro. Journey, man hard out bro and that's that like that fire that you're mentioning mm. bro like i'm the same mm. i i always have to remind myself like yo like where is that kid that had nothing yeah. like that had no studio that had no reputation but loved this yeah that would wake up and go to school mm. study and then you know in the afternoons would just go for runs would train for hours and then, like, yeah, man, I think in those moments where you kind of um, have time to reflect and you just think about, like, how far you've come, you get a sense of, like, what it really felt like to have nothing. And then it refuels that fire again, you know? And for me especially, like, I've always had my moments where everything's been going good. Yeah, like, you win this, you, you do well in this, and you get this done. But for me, if I ever lose that fire, bro, it's, 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 yeah, just alarms going off in my head, eh? Like, what am I doing? Is this worth it? Like, uh, because, shoot, like, I don't want to just, it just, you just get stagnant, bro. Mm. You know? And so, yeah, it's cool that you mentioned about that fire when you were, like, younger, because, bro, I hang on to that, bro. I, I always tell people this is like, yo, when I first started, I was not the best dancer at all, yeah. bro. Like I was trash. Bro, like, can I put? Yeah. If you if you see, uh, if you go to YouTube, you search up Johnny Chi. 
<laughs> There's like a video of Ken way back in the day when Ken used to rock his long hair. Yo. He did a well, he did a standing corkscrew, I believe. It was. Bro, something he, like he did a standing corkscrew and he caked it so hard. Bro, bro. I caked it real bad, bro. So I was like, yeah, I was never, I was never the best at anything. Mm-hmm. I was just that type of kid who would try, would try, would try again and again. And looking back at my journey now, I felt like. I'm just the person who just decided never to give up. Mm. Like, yes, there was some talent and there was some potential, but at the end of it all, like I was just the guy who just held on a little bit longer than everyone else. Mm. And so, yeah, that's kind of what I, um, that's kind of what I give credit to in terms of like how far I've come is just my willingness to just, or my persistence in just, staying in there whether i was the best or not whether i was the greatest or not like it didn't matter whether it was choreo crump house bro the first time i even took house i sucked mm. but shoot i just kept at it yeah you know, if you bro, if you guys are aspiring dancers out there just know that times will get rough but bro, look mm-hmm. at ken ken how old are you right now bro i'm 26 26 he still held on and that's why he's considered one of the top in nz bro you just gotta hold Appreciate. on and just keep chasing mm-hmm Straight up. And oh, honestly, not just the top of NZ, but also uh, back in 2018, mm. uh, EBS uh, World Champion right here. Bro, 2018? Yep, sweet. All right. Was Crumpire 2019? Yeah. Ah, that's that's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So, um, yo, EBS 2018, how's that whole experience, bro? Man, uh, bro, it was crazy, eh? Like, 2018, I think, was, like, my busiest year because, obviously, with the whole prestige experience, oh. like, the whole prestige dance crew, like, journey, we had Worlds uh, that same year also. Damn, bro. Yeah, that, so I was training. Was hefty, like... Bro, it was hefty in the bank account yeah, as bro. well as on my body, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, bro. Nah, it was it was really really cool, bro. Um, yeah, our, even our world's experience was super crazy. Like having to change our set the night before we had to perform on the final stage, and then getting to the finals rehearsals, falling off stage because we um, because of our staging was just too forward. Wait, you, f- fell, you fell off. Stage. We fell off stage, Whoa. bro, in rehearsal, bro. Me oh, and in Phoenix. Rehearsal. Yeah, wow. so we like. We rehearsed during the day. All the competitors are like on the bleachers and stuff like that. And we had this one moment where we like fully just jump through. Oh, that's a crumb set, right? Yeah, in oh, the crumb set. Yeah. And we staged it to like to downstage. You know what I mean? Like mm. to front of stage. And so we literally like jumped through and we rolled off. Bro. And I could, bro. Honestly, we landed. We looked at each other. We're like, crap. We quickly got back on, and I could just feel like all this like. I don't know, just this energy of just like humor, laughing, and I was like, bro, I was so gutted, eh? mm. and um, yeah, it was it was just crazy. And then from that experience, going back to the hotel, training for a couple of hours, and then going back to the venue, and then jumping up four places, like, yeah. bro, it was it was such a crazy crazy year. And that must have been an emotional toll as well, right? Bro, like, it was it was crazy, bro. bro like, I loved your first set so much, and thank the fact you, that bro. like, cause it was so clever, the concepts, the costume, I just the handcuffs and just mm. like everything was just so well executed. I'm like, bro, why is this getting eighth place? This makes no sense, bro. man. This is so high level. Bro, I have no idea, right? But I, I, I mean, that's a 
that's an answer for the judging panel yeah, to true. to answer. But it was it was a great learning experience, bro. Like we coming fourth in prelims, then eighth in semis, and then going back to finals. Just that whole experience of changing a set in twelve hours for the finals, like bro, like that is I've never heard of a team that would do that. You know what I mean? Like it's so high risk. And I think for me I just I just learnt a lot, you know what I mean? It was like trial through trial through fire, pretty much. And then yeah, that whole experience like finished and then I had a month, bro. I had a month to train for EBS. Were you training beforehand or were you just prioritizing all your time into um, prestige? Pretty much, bro. Damn. Prioritizing all my time Damn, in prestige. Eh? And so, like, I think I trusted myself enough um, if I was in shape that a lot of my training, because I was still, like, crumping, you know, even throughout the whole uh, prestige training mm. um, type of season. But it just wasn't as, um, you know, zoned in into like the crump side of stuff it was just overall and then trying to get through this routine and stuff like that and so yeah bro when it came to that month i think i was out for like two weeks bro like i was just tired my body was tired um we had to fundraise and we had to uh figure out like stuff for a show that we wanted to do called lens mm. um and so that was just a huge huge stress because we even had to fundraise for ourselves to even get to Germany. Mm. So, yeah, that was super crazy. And then, yeah, getting to EBS um, in 2018, that time being the first time I've been there. Um, I've been to Germany a lot, so I knew what to kind of expect. But that whole crump type of atmosphere with all the people from all over the world, it just felt like very different, eh? And I've been to like world competitions or world gatherings before, urban dance camp, HHI and all that. But this mm. felt way different. Different house. Uh, different in terms of, I guess, the whole competitiveness in terms of like this wasn't crew versus crew. Like I felt like the whole, you know, ego or the whole like eyeing each other out like crew versus crew. But this was all individuals Ooh. and then fans like, you know what I mean? So it was just like. Damn, like people were eyeing me out. They were checking me out, seeing if I was any good. And I, and I, like as a dancer, you can kind of tell when someone's trying to, like, you know, trying to, trying to sketch you out just yeah. a little bit. You can just tell. It's just like you walk into a room and you can kind of just feel it around you. And so, yeah, the minute we rocked up um, as Team NZ, we were just looking around, just kind of, you know, admiring, like, you know, damn, this is my first time here at EBS. But everyone else was already into that, like, you know, mindset of just, like, checking out the competition and all that stuff. And so, yeah, man, it was super crazy. Eh? Like, I, I rocked up and I was, um, like, we're in this room yeah. and it was just the competitors, bro. And I swear I knew no one. Like, I knew some of the fan members, but then everyone else, like, no one knew me from a bar of soap. So yeah. it was like, if they don't know you, they don't care. So I was just like, damn. Like I, was, I just felt super awkward mm. and then the contrast was is like afterwards like damn when everyone saw that I won damn everyone wants to be all like friendly eh? and I bro that's one of my pet peeves as dancers bro is like you know just that whole like damn you're a mean dancer I was like damn you met me like just like you know an hour ago before mm. but 
yeah, it is what it is. But that experience taught me a lot as well, eh? And shucks, it's a it's an experience that I I will never forget because I had such a crazy support team with me. You know, like I feel like something in common that I've always, um, you know, said that this is one of the reasons why I do so good is because of my support networks. Is because of my friends that kind of keep me like on my feet, keep me grounded and just keep me sharp. And so the people that I went with, Knowles, Trent, Montel, these guys, man, some of the craziest people that I know, but are real people that'll just keep you in check if you ever get like too big headed. And so, yeah, I've been fortunate enough to be in a position where I've been checked a lot if I ever play up. So it's cool, bro. You need that. You need those type of people in your life, you know, or else damn shoot you just you're just gonna end up being an egg really mm. yeah yeah oh shout out to um montel as well because i used Heck to go yeah. to um i used to go to school with montel and bro like okay something you know <laughs> a fun fact about montel oh you know what like he's a big dude but he can pull off the splits yes bro that's crazy bro <laughs> like the first time he did it in front of me i was like yo, yo bro what are you doing bro that's crazy yo shout yeah. out to that dude bro i swear he is like the craziest supporter for any of his friends mm. like for real mm. if you have him on your side that's it's it's all it's amazing bro mm. and he's the worst to have against you like bro i've seen another side of montel where he can he'll really back up his friends like for to death and mm. so yeah man but again he's like a huge teddy bear bro and so yeah montel flipping split king abide yo shout out to abide and um <laughs> bro montel he's one of those dudes where like he's consistently like he's on his game and yep. i remember every time i'd walk into the dance studio he'd just be labbing and yep. I, that's when i was like you know what like i'm looking around and you you know there comes to a point where i feel like you get to a certain level and then some people just kind of slap off mm-hmm. and i, I kind of saw that a bit like around me but then um people like montel people that yeah. are just like always you know you catch him just walking down the street he's just got his headphones on he's laughing you catch yeah. him anyway just laughing like those are the people that are just like like what are you doing bro like am mm-hmm. i really okay to just be like at this level if this guy's pushing harder you know yeah. so you know shout out to montel bro like from the first day that i met you to even now bro it's crazy yeah man shout out to the bro man he's been honestly like he's been so good for me bro like you know what i mean like i'm not i'm not the type of person to like fully speak my mind um good or bad unless i'm in character or like unless i'm on the dance floor like i'm not afraid to be the bad guy on the dance floor Whilst he, like for me, he will back me up and he will speak truth whether people like it or not. And so I think, you know, I've even learned a whole lot just, you know, having him around and just, you know, speaking the truth. Not necessarily, you know, speaking out of trying to put someone down, but like in terms of, you know, just speaking what you do and just being passionate about it. Like, like I would never go around saying like, yo, like, like I'm one of the best because in my mind like I believe that like you know like for sure and that's not me being cocky that's just because of my track record like yeah. you know what I mean this is the body of work that I've done and this is the type of you know just goals that I've achieved mm. and so yeah but I would never say it like just 
like out there but he had no problem saying it for me and so i think i i learned just how to you know just better speak the truth and just not shy away from you know what new zealand you know is considered like oh man you're not humble or false humility but just yeah finding my way around speaking my truth so shout out to him man i swear the biggest teddy bear you'll ever meet it's, it's funny that you say that as well because I, I think even without your track record to, to feel like in your head i'm the best i, I don't even think that's a bad thing like mm. that's i feel like you need that almost bro i was like what's gonna happen when like someone else comes along that just is better than you like are you just gonna be afraid to face them like you just yep. gotta go forward and push hard for real bro yeah. like for real and i yeah i agree 100 percent, especially now more than ever bro mm. you know what i mean in the world that we live in bro you need to have that confidence in you yeah. whether it's dance or anything creative i mm. think you know what i mean it, it it applies to the umbrella of you know creativity you have to have that self-belief and whether it's like you don't have to think that you're the best yeah. but as long as you believe in yourself to to mm. make an impact that's all it that's all that matters yeah. and one way or another bro you know you're bound to leave an impact somewhere doing something so Definitely. yeah it's perfect by what you just said um, so, uh, I, I just want to cycle back to, uh, EVS cause mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that you won was, was like fucking crazy, mm. but then also just, I just want to know like, who gave you the toughest time at EVS, bro? Like who, who gave you like a run for your money throughout that whole run that you did? Or was it more like a mental game with yourself? Like what was going on? Bro? Yeah, man. So it's, it's super crazy. That's such a good question, bro. I think looking back at it and kind of just reflecting on that whole thing, the tournament itself, yeah. Like my thing, my goal, like legit from from the start, even when I was here going to Germany, mm-hmm. my first goal was just to beat Trent. Oh, which was, oh so the year before the year before he made it to the first like he made it to the top sixteen. Yeah. And and then um, you know, unfortunately he, he got he lost in his first battle, right? And so for me going into into this whole thing like I had that whole pressure of, you know, you're representing New Zealand. We had a representative from New Zealand the first time ever in its history being 12 and 12 is super, super crazy. Mm. So for me to even just kind of be in that same position as him, like I felt like it was, it was a huge thing for me to carry. So honestly, my goal was just like, damn, as long as I make it past the first round, like I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. And so that first battle happened. I got caught out. So how they work it is that the top 16 men, they circle you, like they get you in a circle and people call you out oh. like the whole time. It's not a random pick from the hat. Like yeah. you have to call people out. Wow. And so because I was new um, and just the way that it worked out, I had in my head, if I was going to get caught, like if I had the opportunity to call someone out, yeah. I'm going to go for one of the top regardless. Mm-hmm. And at that person, or at that at that person, at that time, I felt that the person who was the best, yeah. like in my opinion, was J&Y. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, shout out to him too, because he's super dope. But J&Y, I was like, yo, I'm going to call him out if the opportunity comes to me to choose. Um, and yeah, they were going bit by bit and... Little by little, people were going, and then um, it came to the point where um, the guy that I battled, who was from Spain, Claude, he got the opportunity to pick, and Mm. he chose me. Mm. 
And so I was looking around because, yeah, remember that thing that I was telling you about, about people eyeing you out yeah. and trying to just check you out if you're any good in that? I felt that from him too. And again, it's just, it's like no beef. It's just, it is what it is when it mm. comes to like battling. And so I kind of carried this like chip on my shoulder from the very get go away. I was like, yo, I, I saw this dude like, you know, eyeing me out and trying to see if I was any good or whatnot. So I was just super heated, bro. Mm. And for me, I'm one of those battlers. Like if you're not from New Zealand, I don't care if I beef with you, like for real. It's like all my frustration about anything. Like I'm, I'm not afraid to go into battle with that type of mindset and just I don't care where it goes because you're not from New Zealand you know and that's not to say that like I have fan members from all over the world but it's it's to say that if you're not a part of you know the people that I call family yeah. shoot like and you're not from so, New Zealand like I don't want to see shoot. you, you know? yeah like shoot I don't mind talking smack to you I don't mind yeah I don't mind like just shutting you down just cutting you off pushing you like shoot it's it's all fun for me, like, you know, in that type of mindset. And so, yeah, he was the first. Um, I got past him. And then I was just super happy. Yeah. I was like, yo, like, and I was saying to myself <laughs> in my head, like, I'm done. That's my road to EBS, y'all. I made it past the first round. I beat Trent. I made it, like, the furthest, like, you know, in, like, New Zealand. This is the furthest that uh, New Zealand has ever gotten. Yo. Top eight. Shoot, I'm happy now. And then, um, yeah, saw the guy. And, like, again, that whole, like, I don't know what took over me, bro. But I was triggered. Like, I was just like, man, I'm sick of people, like, looking at us, like, weird. Kind of just, like, you know, brushing us off as, like, an easy dub. Mm. So when I was battling the top eight dude, I was heated. Mm. And so, yeah, battled him. Got past him. And then made it to semis. Uh, the guy that I battled, Cyborg. He was super well-known. Like, he's one of those guys that's, like, been around in the crump game for a while. People know him from all over the world. And so, people didn't know me. So, they were just like, oh, Cyborg is going to win. That pissed me off real quick. So, I was like, damn, all right. Boom. Bit. And then, um, so, I went in with that same mentality, bro. Just like, I'm just going to go for it. It is what it is. If I win, if I don't, but it is what it is. Thankfully, I made it past semis, and then <laughs> legit, bro, I was like, damn, second place ain't that bad. Like, <laughs> I was saying that at the back end. I was like chilling because, like, there was like 15 or 20 minutes before our battle, and I was just chilling at the back, bro. And, like, the people who have come second, bro, like, it's it's crazy because it's like tricks. I could name like a couple more people tricks, ruin. Um, I can't remember who else. Yeah, just like different dancers who, you know, came second on this platform, on that stage. Like, bro, I was happy to kind of, you know, be on the same level as. And then um, I think I was talking to Chris backstage, but then he was like, yo, second place is crazy. And then he tapped me and he was like, but what if you win? Mm. I was like, damn, what if? And I think that, you know, question of, you know, what if this could happen? I don't know, it just, it just triggered, like, that whole, like, okay, like, yeah, I'm gonna just go for it, and, um, I was super nervous, I was walking around just trying to get in my zone, and, um, Baby Tide-Eyes was there, who's my big homie, Beast, so I was just talking to him, and I was like, yo, any tips, and he was like, man, just do what you do best, you just gotta sit in your bag, you just gotta make this, you know, this stage feel like you're back at home in New Zealand, 
Mm. I was like, damn, bit. And so, yeah, bro. Um, went on stage, battled Slam. Slam, I have, like, huge respect for. Like, out of all my opponents, I think that year, Slam was one of the people that I, I respected a lot. Mm. Because of, you know, everything that he's done for the Russian community, um, for the European community, and just, like, you know, just how great of a dancer he's been for years. You know what I mean? And so, to just share the um, battlefield with him was, was crazy. But then to win... Bro, I, I never even had that thought in my mind. Like, literally, I'm just standing there. There's a footage of it um, when they're going to announce us. And I'm just standing there. I'm looking up in the lights and, you know, in the bleachers. And I'm just thankful, bro. Like, I'm just, like, super grateful. You know, I came. I did what I needed to. I did what I could. And now it, it just didn't bother me, like, where the decision would have ended up. Whether it was me, whether it was him. Like, I, I just was literally, like in a state of like pure gratefulness just reflecting on my journey on the year i was like damn this has been a crazy year no. and so yeah bro crazy thing is is that the minute it came to me like i was like i i didn't i don't know what to do bro like i was just like what and then 12 is like going wild like right next to me and then I was looking at the footage. I was like, yo, you like reacted way more than I did. <laughs> like, it just looks like I'm just like, whoa. But in my mind, I was just like, I just couldn't believe it, bro. Because yeah. this is something that I've been like dreaming of, you know? Mm -hmm. Just the 15, 16 year old Ken who, again, bro, would just, you know, train and train and train just for the opportunity to be on a world stage. And then now being on a world stage, you know what I mean? And Crump. And getting given the title of you're the world champ, bro, it was like, it was super crazy for me, you know, because I've been to world stages, I've lost, you know what I mean? Like I, I've experienced what it felt like to walk away without a, without a medal, without a placing, mm -hmm. without that feeling of achievement that like, yo, all this hard work, like, you know, it's done. We were close in prestige in terms of placing for a medal, but we just missed out. And, you know, even that performance itself, um, we came forth, yes, but we were so, like, hyped after our performance. Yo. Like, we did not care whether we came forth or last. That feeling that kind of hit us afterwards, super crazy. And so, yeah, to finish off, EBS with the world title that I could share with my friends, bro. That was the craziest thing too. Like, bro, the first thing that I did with the title, bro, I gave it straight to Montel. I was like holding it for a little bit and I was like, yo, Mont. And then I like turned to him. I was like, hey, you have it. And he was like, what? He was like, yeah, I don't want it. I don't want to hold it. It's too much like, too many people like looking at me. And then he's like, oh, yo. So he's, <laughs> so he's like wearing it around. He's got my trophy and he's like walking around and I was like, yeah, that's tight. That's super tight, bro. So yeah, that was, that was something for me. Like, yeah, I didn't do it for, for me. Like I did in a way, but it felt way more, um, like it just felt way better for me to like share it with the people around me, you know? So giving the title to like, or the belt or whatnot to Montel, 
you know, sharing it with Trent as well. Like him even being able to see me win mm. was super crazy too. Like Knowles as well was there. So even just getting to share that with her was, was pretty special. So yeah, bro, it's just, it's just crazy, man. And I look back at that journey and what I say is that like, yo, I can't wait to do it again. And that's one of my goals, bro, is to, is to repeat, you know, whether it's EBS, whether it's another competition, whether it's another world, KOB, uh, Crumpire, whatever, like, I just can't wait to share that same achievement with a group of people, because, yeah, man, just because I won one, doesn't mean I'm done, bro, like, I'm still trying to, you know, keep going, so, yeah, man, it's crazy. Bro, it blows my mind that, like, that, 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 that was your initial goal, was just yeah. to make it past Trent, which is not a bad goal at all. It's a fucking amazing goal, yeah. amazing achievement. But then it's like after every um, win that you had, you're like, ah, oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and then like you ended up like, but then that, that kind of, um, that drive in the back of your mind was just like telling you, yo, you got to get back in there and like, yeah, you know, bro. claim it, bro. That's, Legit. fuck, that's fuzzy as to me, bro. bro. I'm telling you, bro. Like when I'm on stage, like, I'm a different person. Yo. And then when I come up, I'm like, like that's my journey. <laughs> Next round, I'll probably lose. Oh, like, second place, yo. <laughs> yo. Yo, I swear, bro, that conversation was too funny. Yo. Second place doesn't sound bad. And yeah, man, it's it's funny, bro. But again, it's, it's not to say that I'm not driven. Mm. It's just to say that, like, you know, I'm, I'm just the type of guy who doesn't go in expecting anything to go my way. It's just I'll make the best out of any situation, and um, yeah, thankfully for for me and that journey, um, it was just yeah, it was just my it was just my night, yeah. pretty much. It was just my night. Any one of that top sixteen people, like bro, they could have won it, you know, like a lot more like than I could ever, you know. But I think that night was just my night, mm -hmm. and bro, it literally just felt like David versus Goliath, like that Bible story, like. Bro, the whole day, it was literally like no one, no one knew me, bro. Mm. No one knew me. Everyone was calling, like even the organizers, they kept calling me Ken instead of lightsaber. Mm. You know how annoying that is, bro, to even just be called like the wrong name. It's like when um, the crews go into HHI and instead of, you know, like calling your name what it is, like they call you individually and it's just like but that's not our crew name you know and it was the same for me i was like they kept calling me ken from new zealand and then it's like oh i'm here but my name's lightsaber they're like oh yeah, yeah. cyborg um you know everyone else ah. i was like oh so that too was just like yo all right we'll see fuel to the fire all good actually bro like about that like how so how do you rip your names in um in crump because like you do go under uh, quite a lot of names. Like, which mm. one do you enter as when you battle? Like, JR Street Beast or Lightsaber? Like, what's the difference between? That's a that's a good question, bro. Maybe um, what's it called? Like, so Lightsaber, yeah. Um, and Junior Street Beast. Like, mm. Lightsaber for me is like my name that was given to me when I first started Crump. You know mm. what I mean? Like, um, uh, it's a part of Lighthouse Fams, and it's a name that I've, I've kind of carried for you know since the start of my Crump journey. Junior Street Beast is the name that I carry under the guidance of Baby Tight Eyes. Mm. So, um, in terms of like how it works, really, it just gives me more options in terms of my character and like mm. the way that I want to dance. You know what I mean? Like Junior Street Beast 
is just like I imagine a kid from South Auckland that just does not care. So whenever I'm like, you know, just kind of in that street mode, super disrespectful, like I just don't give a damn about who you are, how you dance, whatever, I'm just better than you. That's kind of that character. That's that type of mindset that I go into. Lightsaber, on the other hand, is, is a bit more like chill. He's like more, his character is more revolved around like uh, a defender. You know what I mean? So it's it's very creative in the sense that like, I think of like the underdog defender of like the universe or like my world. You know what I mean? Like I'm a protector, yet I'm a defender and I'm an advanced defender because I don't just defend, but I attack too. You know what I mean? So that's the whole type of character mindset that lightsaber carries. And so um, sometimes, you know, in competitions, they just call you whatever name that is either more notable, you know what I mean, for the audience. Um, or if you just have one name, then it is what it is. But yes, yeah, ever since I've been under Junior Street Beast, um, that was the name that I wanted to rip at EBS because um, it just... It was under Sherwin um, Beast, mm -hmm. and because it's a big name, you know, people would, um, people would, kind of notice. Oh, yeah, he's a beast. So he's a part of Beast Camp. Beast Camp is led by Sherwin. Baby Tidas, aka Beast. Okay, cool. There's that lineage. But if they were to say lightsaber, you know, people wouldn't really like know me like that, um, which is fine. And so, yeah, bro. That's why I I rep Junior Street Beast, aka Lightsaber. Um, all lightsaber, aka Street Beast, like J Street Beast, because it doesn't really matter. But um, that's how it kind of, yeah, that's what our names mean, and that's that's pretty much what they're there for. Is like it it, it brings us more creativity when we dance because it's a different mask that we kind of wear. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, I was just grateful enough to be able to to be able to be a part of the Beast Camp. And um, yeah, even that journey was super, super crazy. So yeah, man, that's how it pretty much works out, really. That's why Lighthouse, Lighthouse fans, all of us have a have a name to do with light, lightsaber, watch light, light fury, all of that stuff. And then Junior Street Beast is the name that I carry um, under Beast, pretty much. See, that's Ken. Just to um, just kind of close off this uh, this. Um real champion storyline mm. uh, if, if you could give just like one piece of advice to someone that maybe in the same shoes as you maybe mm. a few years ago yeah uh, what would you say what would you say to them like on the same run dang man i think um man i want to take my time with this say because i've been asked this question before but i've always felt like it's been a surface like answer a mm. but i think Hmm. If I was to, I'll, I'll 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 turn it to this. If I was to look at myself again, and I was to look at the the sixteen year old me, and I was to give myself advice, I would say to myself, uh, don't ever hold yourself back from the bigger opportunities out there in the world, mm -hmm. and that's what I would literally say. And I would try and reiterate that as many times as I could. Um, whether it was repeating whatever sentence that I needed to for the 16 year old me to, to get into his head because yeah a lot of the times bro we are our own worst enemy and um, you know we can get so 
caught up in trying to look for the advice that sounds good. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, trying my best just doesn't hit me as much now because I've heard it for so long. You know, we try to reword our advice to kind of make it be like, ooh. Mm. But honestly, bro, it would just be like, don't, don't stop myself from, you know, achieving bigger and better things in the future. So that would be the main advice that you are going to be your, your own worst enemy. You are going to be your biggest critic. Mm. You're going to be your biggest obstacle to face. But regardless, you just, um, just got to support yourself. Got to believe in yourself. You just got to make the best out of what you have. And then, yeah, who knows? I think if I heard that enough, and I and I were, and I was to hear that from, um, because I mean I came up by myself. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like I wasn't really, um, blessed with knowing the culture at a young age. I kind of was a late bloomer per se. Like I started when I was like eighteen, seventeen, eighteen. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, if I was to have this stuff. If I was to have this type of advice when I was like 15, damn, I always think to myself like, yo, I could have been way better. And so I kind of, yeah, that's that's always one thing that I would, I would want to say. Eh? And another advice, man, find people, like find trainers that will train you and guide you. Like you need that. Like, yeah, I, I spent so many years training on my own trying to learn what I could from, you know, all these different sources. And I wish that I had someone to go to, to train under. Knowles was my first hip hop type of, you know, trainer, you know, she taught me locking. She introduced me to breaking. She introduced me to this whole hip hop scene in New Zealand. And yeah, I just wish that I had more um, people like her that were, you know, um, just at a, at a different level that um, I could, what's it called, that I could um, relate to, you know what I mean? Because I wish I had more males, you know, around at the time to really guide me in that sense because, yeah, I felt like, I just feel like it would have been different. But, um, yeah, man, shout out to Knowles. Shoot, super, super grateful that she walked into my life because, damn, I swear, bro, I would have been a different different person different type of dancer so mm. yeah man do you reckon you'd even still be dancing i don't know bro because i was actually into gridiron eh? oh, i played american football bro like i was i was adamant that i was gonna be like i was gonna go to the states and i yeah. was going to try out for you know uh some of the american football teams out there wow. i even went to australia played for new zealand like for the under 19s like um down under bowl yeah so i was fully like bro i was invested into football and dance was always like a hobby of mine that i didn't really want to give attention to until i met Knowles. and then from there i guess she just gave me the confidence to kind of just you know do my own thing and i was at the time part of first 15 doing heaps of sports but um yeah she gave me the guts to kind of just say to a lot of my coaches that i'm just gonna pursue dance for a little bit and yeah i'm I'm at where I'm at because of that. Yeah. Alright guys, uh, we just want to quick take we're gonna uh, take a quick break and we'll be back at it soon, but 
Yo, thanks for joining us. Yo. Hey, yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back. Welcome back. Just took a quick, quick walk, quick stretch of the legs. I uh, mm-hmm. saw, saw a few guys from um, Ken's Blank Canvas piece just laughing up. Yo. We got uh, Trent, Byron, and Toto. Yeah. Um, sweet. So, uh, Ken, holding back into it. So, you've been um, you've been around the world. You've been lucky enough to uh, learn off like some, some of the greats, bro. Uh, mm. Sherwin, um, Kione Madrid, all these guys. Like, what was it like, um, so what was it like, like, meeting them and just getting mm. to know them for who they are and not, like, just the dance aspect of them? Um, bro, I think first, I think meeting them, bro, I was super starstruck, like, you know, meeting them for the very first time. I remember meeting Kioni mm. and we're in urban dance camp, you know, it's like a whole new different thing. And I was just like, damn, because I was a huge fan of like Keone, Brian, Lyle, like before meeting them. And then, um, yeah, just sitting in class, getting ready for whatever the day looked like. I just see this dude on the corner of my eye. Yeah. I was like, damn, like he just looked different. Like I just saw like his swagger, it just looked different. And we're doing class. I didn't think much of it. So we just kept doing class and whatnot. I was trying to pick up the choreography. I can't remember who was teaching. And then I turned around and it was Keone, bro, like yeah. taking class, like beside me. And I was like, um, <laughs> dead. And I was like, and because we, um, because there was mirrors, right? Yeah. Cause I was trying to look and I wasn't paying enough attention at the time. I was just trying to pick up my moves. Mm. And then like, bro, once I noticed that it was Keone, I just, I was looking at him the whole time through the mirror and I was getting mad, bro. Cause the way that he was picking up the choreography, yeah. The way that he was doing it, bro, was just goat level. Mm. And I was like, damn, that's the level that I want to be at. So that was my first pre-meeting Kioni experience, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, it was the same with Shuren, bro. Um, just getting to see him teach first. And then finally introducing myself after class and whatnot. And it was crazy, bro. Just talking to them and just kind of, like, for me especially, I learned a lot during my urban dance camp kind of season you have to be willing to look like a fool um in front of you know your your superheroes you know what i mean you just have to be willing to look like a fool sometimes whether it's in the class whether it's you know just going up to them and you know just asking them questions and so i think yeah just my experience with urban dance camp like i learned to uh network a whole lot better you know what I mean? Like talking to people, introducing who I am, and then just asking them like, you know, like one of my main questions was like, yo, like, how did you get to this point? You know, tell me your story. Just tell me like, oh, I'm, I'm all ears. Whatever you want to tell me, like, I'm not the type of person who will say like, um, I remember after every class, I'd be like, oh, what can I work on? You know what I mean? Like, what can I do better? Yeah. And it got to the point where they're just like, I don't know, because um, you know, I didn't really watch you because there were so many people that I had to watch or it was just like, oh, nah, you're doing great. Like, just work on this, 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 this. But then it yeah. became like surface. You know what yeah. I mean? I wanted, I wanted to learn more about them. I wanted to see like, yo, what was the journey like for you? And so that was one of my go-to questions, man, was to ask like every choreographer, like, how did you get to this point? What was your journey like? What were the ups and downs? You know, or just firstly, just tell me your story. Like, how'd you get here? And bro, that opened a whole lot more 
deeper conversations that had you know a lot to do with character um, that had a lot to do with just being persistent um, because obviously for us we see all the the glitz and glamour of being an urban choreographer you know yeah. they get to travel everywhere they teach all these like huge workshops but little do we know about the you know the bigger side of it their history the journey that they got to they had to go through to even get to where they're at and so i was fortunate to to have a couple conversations you know with a lot of the greats like keone brian lyle and i swear bro i was just annoying bro sherwin too i was just the annoying person that would just hassle them all the time um and i was fine with that bro i just wanted to learn i just wanted to talk i wanted to discuss i wanted to question like why did you do this how did you do this um because at that even today like i'm just so i'm interested you know these guys are some of the best dancers that i know um in their respected fields and mm -hmm. so for me i, I want to be the same you know i want to be respected in my field and what i do and so yeah man that's why i said like don't be afraid to look like a fool in front of your heroes because, um, yeah, like, you'll learn a whole lot quicker that way. Mm. So, yeah, I think with that whole experience, it was just, it was crazy, bro. Yeah, just hitting them up to, like, meet up and trying to catch up for coffee or for, like, dinner or something. Um to me, like the first time I hit up, I think it was like Keone or Brian to like catch up. Yeah. Because I wanted to sit down with them and just hear their story. It was just crazy, bro. Because, you know, we're in this area in Germany and I'm just sitting with like some of my heroes and I'm just like, I'm pinching myself the whole time. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm sick, bro. Is this even happening? Is this real? And um, I learned a lot, bro. Honestly, during those times where I was with. Um, overseas in germany for urban dance camp i learned a whole lot in those three years um that i think if i didn't learn when i was there i would be a very different dancer you know i learned so much bro i learned about being versatile i learned about being um just a good person you know what i mean dance aside being a good person first is like one of the main things that i learned over there and so yeah heaps of dance stuff too of course but um, yeah, just being a, a good person was definitely one of the things that I, I still to this day hold true above all things. Yeah, no, you good, bro. You good. Urban dance camp, man. Mm. Bro, that's like... So, you also uh, did building building block as well, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. How's that? Building block was dope, bro. I felt like um, the training aspect of it was, was amazing for sure. Mm. But again, bro, what I took away from it was just being able to have dinner with some of the some of the greats, you know what I mean? Like, um, I remember we went for lunch, I think it was, with Carlo. And we we're just talking, just chilling. Um, we had a few sessions with him, and then um, catching up with Devin and just going through the training process was amazing too. Um, yeah, the training side is like you know the best 
But for me, it's always like the people. Mm. If I can catch up with the people and kind of, because you can only learn so much, you know, in dance. Dance is such a, it's like a, yeah, it's like a zoned in specific type of skill. You can grow a lot within that skill, but how to uh, get that skill out and how how to make money off it, which is in like which is you know my position is how do I how do I get better so that I can you know make this creative life you know um, uh, a life that I can make money off of you know that's a career out of and so yeah that's why a lot of the conversations that I had to that I got with them was way more beneficial than some of the sessions themselves because those were the questions that I wanted to have answers to yep. you know what I mean like mm. um yeah and so I remember one of the days um I hit up Keone and I was like yo like I know you're busy but are you free to like hang out after one of the building block sessions and so he was like yeah man like we can um uh we can suss out our time and then that's us we can just go and grab some lunch or whatnot and I think it was on my last building block session and um, we finished up our, building, uh, our our session that time and I was like yo we're about to finish up real soon like uh, are you still free and he's like yeah man I'm outside like I'm, I'm just waiting I was like oh, oh let's go bro good dude and I was like damn like this is really about to happen and um, I think it was like maybe it's been a year since I've seen him yeah I think it was yeah it was just a year since I've seen him and then we went out, we, we caught up. Um, it was me, Knowles, and uh, Vincent, one of the other boys. Mm. And um, we all got to just chill with him, bro. And it was so funny, bro, because I was like, damn, is this is this real? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, bro, you would... And it, it just goes to show how, 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 how much of a good person, you know, they are to kind mm. of sacrifice their time out of their busy schedule to kind of just spend time with us and so yeah man and it's not to say that you know to we don't i'm not saying that i put people on a pedestal so high that i'm just like oh like oh my yeah. gosh because everyone's human yeah, but you know these are people that i've studied for a very long time and um yeah i was just fortunate enough to get to know them on a name-to-name -name basis mm. and for me you know again that 16 year old me was like pinching myself like what like this is really happening and yeah they were i was just grateful bro honestly i'm just grateful that they could see the hard work the the eagerness to learn the persistence um that they got to see that in me and that they were just like you know what this kid is worth giving my time to so mm. yeah man that's how that happened and um, bro, so many stories there. Like even when we went to the um, Kinjas showing for their um, for their America's Best Dance Crew. Yeah, it was like one of their like so it was one of their first shows or like first episodes, and they had this like private screening. And that year, I won the the All Stars thing out here, but it was judged mm -hmm. by R now. And then me and Arnell got talking and I was like, yo, I'm, I'm in the States. Like, would you be keen to meet up and just, you know, catch up about like just what you do? And I want to hear more of your story. And he's like, yeah, man, like come through. And then, um, bro, like 
ended up going to a private screening with all the Kinjas and their close friends and family, bro. Let's go. Of, like, their episode where they, like, literally do the show. And so, Kiyoni and Mari were there, so I I got to catch up with them, too, because, yeah, they were on the same season with the Kinjas. And, bro, I was just looking around, I was like, damn. Anthony Lee, Tommy Tran, that's Vin. And I remember sitting outside because we weren't sure as to, you know, what time the bar would open. Yeah. So we're just waiting for our now. And um, we're just outside. And I'm just kicking it, you know, I'm just like kicking it on the side, just chilling. All of a sudden, I just see this dude, it's Mike Song, just walk past me and I was like, damn, that's Mike Song, that's Mike <laughs> Song. I was trying to play it cool, you know, and just like talk to Knowles. And I was like, yo, that's Mike Song. They're like, what? Like, that was my song? And I was like, yes, that's my song. Oh, gosh. And then, um, yeah, I just see Vin crossing the road. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's Vin. It's Vin. It's Vin. And they're like, bro, isn't that guy? Like, you know, I was just like, bro. And everyone, it was everyone, bro, just walking past. Bro, I was fanboying. And then we walked in. And then, yeah, man, we just got to um, meet everyone. We did the rounds, just, like, talking to everybody. But, um, bro, experiences like that, bro, I was like, damn, like, I just have to pinch myself because, mm. you know, a kid from South Auckland meeting some of the greatest dancers in my world, you know what I mean? Like, everyone's got their own little preferences of, like, you know, who they consider the best. And so, at that time, or even still to this day, like, being surrounded by some of the best dancers um, that I looked up to, bro, I was fanboying the whole night, yo. And we got to watch, like, you know, a premiere. Like, we got invited to, like, a close friends and family type of party, bro. I was like, what? We just got off the plane, bro. Like, what are we doing? Mm. So, yeah, man, stories like that, bro. It's it's inspired me to, you know, just be better and do the same for, you know, other people who were in my position to aspire to be better, you know? Mm. So, that's why I'm so keen. Like, I was telling you before, like, I just love to talk. Because, you know, who knows, you know, what part of my story will inspire someone else to be like, yo, I like that. I'm going a, I'm to a try it. So, yeah, man, that's why, I, that's why I talk a lot, guys. That's why I like to talk a lot. Bro, I love your, <laughs> dude, I love your approach, but also, like, even the way you explain it, the way you explain things, because I reckon I'd be the same way. Like, we don't put them on pedestals, like, because they're, they're human at the end of the day, but it's just... It's still, bro. It's like, these are your heroes, you know? They've yeah. influenced you. They've inspired you to keep going, to keep dancing, to keep uh, trying to be better, find new ways to do things. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and to, it's just, man. It's crazy. They yo. inspired me on how to dress. I remember like, going to Urban oh. Dance Camp, bro. And I see all the trends, you know, like all the choreographers are on. I'm like, damn. Bro, it's right. so true. <laughs> so true. So true. So, like, you could say, like, you know, they've... Even, like, bro, I remember when I was watching, like, Brian Puspo's yep. videos and Keonian videos, like, religiously when I was, like, 17, bro. Yeah. Like, every day, just like, damn, I want to learn the set and try to learn it off the video. Like, come on, bro. Like, those are the stories that, you know, for us dancers that we hold dear to ourselves and we, it's precious. It's a precious memory yes. and it's what makes us who we are. And so to be in their, like, presence and just seeing them as people... Bro, I was just like grateful, eh? Like I was super grateful, and um, yeah, dancing, like dancing is amazing, bro. Like I, I've, I've danced with these dudes, I've learned from them, um, in different parts of the journey. But them as people, I learn way more, um, and I take away way more 
um, from that aspect of their lives than just the dancing because yeah man the dancing's so limited as yeah. opposed to like the people mm. yeah definitely feel you on that eh? mm. cause like sometimes the people is what keeps you here you know straight like For sometimes real. it's just seeing those same people at every session and mm-hmm. it's just all pushing together towards getting better and man so it's, it's, it's a real community based man like yep uh, what and what other like art form do you have where you can go to um, one room every week with like 20, 20 so adults mm. with adults you know that's crazy yeah. that's actually like that. that's an experience that doesn't happen a lot yeah, yeah. for real and it's, it's it's crazy to yeah just just to be able to share um, in those spaces you know with no judgement mm. everyone's just doing their thing um yeah bro so grateful for it eh? honestly just makes the journey like a whole lot better and yeah it's just crazy bro yeah really alright so this is like the last um kind of like dance journey question I have for you and then we yeah. have like uh, a viewer question yeah and sure. then we just close it off Me? sweet ass bro so um uh, I just want you to explain like what Lighthouse is and mm-hmm. what Lighthouse means to you and your mission with it and Kind of like where you're at in the community right now. Like what, what what role do you think you play in the community right now? Because I think it changes like the older you get. And, yeah. 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 That's that's crazy, bro. Yeah. Um. So to answer the first thing, lighthouse. What lighthouse is? Lighthouse fans is literally just a collective of dancers, right? Um. We love to teach. We love to build, and we love to be a space or a uh. How do I put it? A collective of people that are willing to, you know, influence people for the greater good. You know what I mean? Whether it's to, um, like, again, just be a lighthouse for people, you know, as cheesy as it may sound. But that's literally what we want to do. We want to, you know, just help people find themselves. You know, we want to be able to just help people out in their time of need. And then again, we also, like for me, the dance side of it is like, yo, I want to be the best. <laughs> I just want to be the best at what I do. And so um, I know it's a lot, but really just Lighthouse is just a collective of, of artists, of dancers um, who are passionate uh, about, you know, just um, doing the same thing for others that we did for them. You know what I mean? Like um, they found themselves they were able to um grow and some of them were able to to mourn the loss of one thing and walk into another thing if that makes sense you know what i mean like i feel like as dancers we get especially in new zealand we get caught up in like the whole crew mentality Mm. like if you're not a part of a crew you're not a real dancer and so when you get to that stage where you're an adult and you don't have a crew you kind of feel like helpless but you still want to dance mm. and so you know we felt we've found a whole lot of people we've helped a lot of people to kind of journey through that type of space you know what i mean and um yeah some of them have um some of them are now part of you know lighthouse fans and some of them we've just you know let them just be themselves but literally just lighthouse is a is a collective of people who are passionate just just about the art form about dance about creativity um and yeah we just want to do the same for others bro we just want to be the lighthouse for others 
help guide people, just help people out, see what they see what their potential is and that they can actually achieve it. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you may not be able to see the goal yourself, but mm. if other people can see it and believe it for you, then maybe, you know, that's a trigger to, to, to you believing it yourself. And so, yeah, that's what we do. Originally, we were a crump fam. Mm. You know, that's how we started, just Lighthouse fams. Um, that's why we called LH. And then um, during a period in time where we just had a lot more people you know that were just around us we decided to just you know expand it a little bit and so now it's just a creative collective um and we kind of hold lighthouse as the umbrella so we don't just have dances um johan actually is a part of lighthouse so obviously with him he's low-key a dancer though because he'd be like picking up choreography hella quick but um yeah man so we've got like a couple of other people who yes who dance but then who are just you know our support people who just support us in whatever we do whether it's making um events whether it's just mentoring people whether it's just giving advice and catching up with certain people or whether it's just you know dance and fitness like you know we're all a part of just one big fams and yeah, I think where we're at right now in terms of like where we stand in the community, I feel like we're like for me and Knowles, we're just super because we're directors or co-directors of, of Lighthouse. Um, we're just super passionate about, you know, putting on um, putting on not just events, but putting on things to make our community better. Mm. You know what I mean? Like not just South Auckland. It can be anywhere, but right now our focus is obviously, you know, our own backyard. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, Otara Mangri, we've um, we've planned to, you know, do more crump clubs, you know. Um, Lighthouse, it's like we're not just a crump fam. We're kind of more than that. But right now, a lot of us, especially me, my, my, my focus is crump. Mm -hmm. And so, like... You know, um, that's why we decided to run a lot more crump clubs, which is like an after school care, not after school care, but after school program, dance program that we run um, every week uh, for kids who don't have the money to go to like dance studios, bro. Yeah. And so it is, it is getting actually really expensive. It's now. crazy now, bro. It's actually crazy. And so we like we have a crump club here in Otara. It's just literally the kids from, you know, the block. Yeah. And they come through for free. We teach them and we drill them like we drill them crump. And, you know, some of these kids are like, you know, are crazy. Like they're, they're just literally some of the craziest dancers like I've seen. And then yet you see them at school. They're just like, they're like, they don't talk about dance. You know what I mean? They're just super chill, which goes to show that like, you know, it, the dancers aren't just those that you can see are dancers. But it can be, you know, someone who's just the quiet one in the back of the classroom, not talking about it. And so, yeah, that's why um, I think we're just, that's where we're at right now. We're just trying to build stuff for our community and that one day, um, you know, Crump will, will be elevated to a platform like BC1, mm -hmm. like the Red Bull BC1 tours that, um, you know, get paid to go all over the world, that put on shows, that have thousands of people come through in arenas, you know what I mean? So... Um, yeah man so that's what we're doing right now um, I think just in terms of Lighthouse fans 
like um, where we stand in the community. I, I feel like I'm just quite passionate about, you know, just putting on stuff for our crump community. Um, mainly, you know what I mean? That's not to say that we won't run all-style events. That's not to say that we will run different events also. Um, but I think I'm just super passionate about pushing um, just our crump scene at the moment, eh? And just the excellence. Like, we're so good at it, bro. Like, crumpers in New Zealand, like, we're just so good at it. And so if I can play a small part in giving, you know, uh, small platforms, whether it's, like, Auckland events, whether it's national events, like, it doesn't matter. And so I'll, I'll always be down to help push that as well as elevating you know, the, the, the wider community, you know what I mean? So, yeah, man, I, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, it's like, it's a, it's a big one. Eh? It's like, yeah. it's so, it's, it's such a big thing because I think with anyone who's, who's passionate about community, mm. it can't just be like, we're just doing our thing. Yeah. It's like, it just doesn't work like that. And so, yeah, man, for, for us, we've always run events, always based off the need of the community. Mm -hmm. Oh, like, there's nothing going on? Okay, let's just run an event. Uh, what kind of event we need to kind of, you know, sharpen up the tools that we need to so that um, when we do travel, we're ready. Okay, we'll yeah. do an event that's specifically hat tricks or something like that, you know? Um, and yeah, oh, well, there's not many, like, all-style events? Okay, cool, we'll run one. So... Yeah, man, that's what, um, yeah, that's what LH does pretty much. And for me, like, I'm just, I am super passionate about making LH just, or whoever trains under me, some of the best dancers. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm very passionate. If you're under me for training, I want you to be as good as I am, and if not better. That's my mentality, bro. And whether or not that comes into fruition, like that, that doesn't shake me it's just more so like this is what i believe you know you can do like a lot of the people i teach bro i know they can beat me at some point in time yeah. and then i have that other side of me that's like well i'm not gonna let that happen just tomorrow you know yeah, <laughs> so like, you're gonna have to work for that you know so yeah a lot of my little homies they know like bro it's like it's always a a real conversation of like okay where we at in life what are we striving for like i'll look after you i have your back and i'll guide you whatever but the main thing is just making sure that you're you're growing and my goal at the end of it all is to make sure that you're better than i am mm. you know what i mean because i'm standing on the shoulders of those who were before me and so the least i can do is, is do the same for those who are coming um you know tomorrow so yeah, man, that's why I'm passionate about teaching kids, um, growing the kids community, bro. Like, bro, the crumb clubs have been so much fun, eh? Kids, like, under 10, bro. Like, that's who I really want to, like, build up. And they're killers, bro. Like, they, they are super, super good. And so, yeah, that's, that's my answer to that, eh? Lighthouse, just a collective of artists um, trying to shine the light. Pretty much. Yeah. What I really love and resonated with um, your mission is like mm. how, how you explain that you're helping people see, you're kind of helping people see the goal and what mm. they can become. Yeah. Because I, I know, like, because 
Okay. My house is based in South Oakland, and um, being in South Oakland, like I've 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 been to school here. Like I've seen mm. so many people with like potential to be great, but they just due to circumstance or maybe mm. due to um, society society's like views on you, mm. um, your views on yourself. Like sometimes they don't end up like getting as far as they can, yeah. and well, it's really sad to see it. Cause, For like, real. I've seen it happen with my own friends that I've gone to school with, and it's. Mm. I mean, the fact that even for you now, you're you're offered offering programs that are like free as well, because yep. that's like huge, man. Like in South Auckland, people don't have a lot of money, bro. Like, yep. we don't have a lot of money. Like I've seen yep. kids come to school and they're just waiting for lunch. They're just waiting for the free toasties at lunch. Mm. That's all they're waiting for, just a meal to get by. Yep. And, bro, so fuck, big ups to you and what you're doing, bro. Shut up, bro. I mean, again, man, I, w- I wouldn't be here without my fam. I wouldn't be here without Knowles. Because, yeah, she's like the, she's the visionary behind it all. Eh? I'm just one of the people who um, is passionate about, you know, that will help her. But then, like, we're visionaries in, like, different aspects. She's visionary about the community, about building, like, this organization. I'm just being visionary on, like, the dance side and just making sure that, you know, as dancers our fam is um, as good as it can be mm. and if not then shoot that hard conversation will happen but yeah man I've seen it bro Southside A it's like full of potential and like you said bro due to circumstances people just stop and it's one of the reasons to why I'm so passionate about South Auckland bro is like because again I, I came up in this generation where there were so many dancers mm. now they've all stopped because of circumstances and so if I can, you know, hopefully make a better impact for the next generation, when they get to that point, you know, hopefully they'll have more options available to them, you know, and instead of being the people who have to kind of go through the forest and like, you know, find the way, yeah. make the path. So, yeah. Uh, and the end goal is just get better than Ken. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's literally it, bro. I think, man, it's so hard to say, like, what the end goal is for LH. I know for me, it's like, I don't know. I just hope I make a difference, bro. Mm-hmm. Legit. Like, you know, dancing aside, organization stuff aside, I just hope I make a difference. And I hope I make a difference for the better. You know, whether I taught you, like, three years ago, five years ago, or whatever, like, I just hope I made a difference. If you're interested, um, follow Lighthouse Fans on Instagram for more. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Lighthouse Fans with a Z, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. With a Z, with a Z. All right, um, Ken. Okay, last last question for you today, and it's a viewer question actually. Hey. So, um, how these viewer questions used to work was, um, before people knew about the podcast, I just asked, um, the beginners around me. Yeah. Or like maybe the beginners around me would ask me questions, and I'd just be like, okay. So what would you like to know that could help you out on your journey? Mm. And then, um, so recently I got asked this question. Buzzy. So, uh, this person's like a bit new to battling mm-hmm. and, um, they're having trouble with, uh, confidence, you know, they, they, they feel the nerves of battling and sometimes it's just like, it feels a bit much. So how, how do you personally deal with, um, the nerves from battling and then you know, how, how do you deal with that? Um, I think, how do I deal with it? Mm. Um, bro, I, well, first off, you know, no one is superhuman. Everyone feels that type of pressure, mm. whether you've just started like battling yesterday or whether you've been battling for like years, there's always that sense of pressure that 
you know that you feel whenever you take the battlefield you know um, so first off it happens to everyone secondly um, I've the biggest advice that I could give is just repetition you have to keep battling you have to keep putting yourself in that same situation um, in order for you to feel you know whether or not something is working for you or you're still at the same like type of anxious like space um, I know for me like if I only battled once ever in my life and I was super super anxious obviously I would have walked away like damn I'm never gonna do that again because I remember how anxious I was at that point uh, versus if I were to do it like 10 times I guarantee you by the 10th time you won't feel as anxious because you just know what to expect you know what I mean it's just like something that you're so used to um, or it's a feeling that kind of you know it becomes so heavy and so you know anxious at first and then over repetition it slowly just starts to get smaller and smaller um, and so I think how I've dealt with it um, I've literally had to just face it every single time that I've battled um, you know what I mean being a kid who likes to battle everyone I've been in positions where I've just had to battle like every single day of the week mm. and I've loved it you know uh, I've always had that type of pressure or that fear of damn am I gonna lose this battle am I gonna lose this battle this person is super super good but am I, am I gonna lose I think the pressure that people feel is a, sometimes it's the whole like am I gonna lose but mostly it's to do with like man am I am I gonna look like a fool am I gonna be the laughing you know like the the butt of the joke you yeah. know damn you got killed off <laughs> damn why you know like everyone hates to be that person that gets killed off that you know people say like no 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 you can't dance anymore like you know we we all hate that but we do love the thought of being the other person who did the kill off you know what i mean Yo. we love to be on the opposite side of things and so i think i don't know i think repetition is going to be one thing if you can battle as many times like just to kind of get used to that stress i think that'll help you a lot and then I think even just um, asking yourself, like, why are you battling? Like, <laughs> like not everyone has to battle. You know what I mean? Like, just because, you know, you see a lot of events and people battle there. Like, you know, you can you can be an amazing dancer and never battle in your life. You can just kill off sessions. You can kill off vibes. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to battle per se. And I think that um, that's a very big uh, misinterpretation is that like to be good you have to be a good battler that's not the case you know that's n that is that's never been the case at all some people are just amazing some people like for example um like in crump we have like sessioners right yeah sessioners are people who purely just session for the love of sessioning um and one prime example that i can bring up is uh alien who's an og crumper from from auckland um and bro this dude is a crazy sessioner i'm a battler like i love to battle mm -hmm. he loves to battle too but he also loves to session this dude when he sessions yo he's insane i'm a battler i i love battling 
But when I'm sessioning with him, yo, I'm losing like every round. Mm. But we don't care, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're just like, we're just going at it. We're sessioning, we're vibing. And so, yeah, I think you just have to understand like some people just do better in the session. Mm. Some people just do better in a battle. Like, and then if you're wanting to get into battling and you're feeling that type of pressure and you're asking yourself like, what's the biggest advice that I could give you? It's first, you got to know yourself. Like, why are you battling? Like, are you just battling to, to get hype? Are you battling just to, you know, get respect out of people? Because if that's the goal, then obviously you're going to feel the pressure of whether or not, um, like, if you achieve this, then no one's going to like you. Mm. If you have that as a goal, you know what I mean? Like, if you're only battling, oh, I'm going to battle this person so then I can get more respect or so I can get my rep out there. And then obviously if you go into the battle and lose, you're going to feel like really, really bad about yourself because you came in with the wrong goal. You know what I mean? Usually when I battle people, I, I honestly don't care if I lose. Um, like, so I always go in with the mindset, like I want to be better than how I came into this battle. Mm. So if I win or lose, like, like, I'm petty about it for sure though. Like, like I'm not like, I'm not just no like easy, like, oh yes, I'm just going to lose. Like, I'm not like that. But again, like my mindset is just like, yo, I just want to be better than how I enter this battle. Mm. So if I, that's why I go into battles and if, even if I win, but if I like, if I come out like just the same dancer, then I'm gutted, bro. Mm. There's been battles and tournaments that I won and I, I just don't feel accomplished, like, at all. Like, I'm just like, mm, it's whatever. You know what I mean? Because my goal is always, I just want to be better. I just want to get better. Whether win or lose, that's the main goal. So, I think to answer that question, it's just to ask yourself, like, what is the goal of battling? Um, you know, are you just trying to battle for fame, for the name? Or, or are you just trying to, you know, be better? And if you are trying to be better, then, you know, let that be the goal um, at the end of the day. Win or lose, it doesn't matter. Um, and if you're trying to get better at dealing with the pressure, you have to test that every single day. Every single day. Um, and you'll just get better for it. Someone, uh, uh, like, what's it called? Um... A master, well, I forgot the saying. I might even just switch it up real quick. But a master is a beginner who just never, uh, who just never stopped, right? So again, it's just we all know what it feels like to feel that pressure. Um, we're just better at controlling it, pretty much. Fuck, that was, bro. That was a solid answer, bro. I hope that helps. Um, I hope that helps you out. And fuck, bro, I loved hearing your um. Uh, bro, I just love hearing your perspective on, perspective on things there. Sure, bro. I appreciate it, man. Because um, I used to think that um, what you said about you don't you don't have to be uh, a battler to be a great dancer. I, I used to think the complete opposite. I'm like, I feel like you need to be able to do everything to be a great dancer. But mm. then um, it's, it's what you, how you worded it. Like, you don't have to. Like, you don't have to battle, but... I feel like if you at least try, then that's all good. Yeah, for sure, bro. Yeah. And that's that that always comes down to like, you know, when people say like, ah, uh, like, it's 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 the whole. I like for me personally, I feel like it's the motive behind why people choose to battle. People only like. Some people say they want to battle, you know, to experience it. That's fine. Yeah. 
But if people, you know, are coming in for the wrong reason because they want to gain hype, mm. then that whole pressure about, you know, because your identity is in whether or not you win or lose, yeah. that's when you've lost yourself. Like, mm. that's when you're going to lose yourself for sure. Yeah. And for me, I'm talking from experience. Like, when I've won certain competitions and I've had to go back and defend, the reason why I've won them is because I've, I'm in this mindset where I literally don't care I'm there to experiment and I'm there to, you know, test myself and just explore. So I never go into a tournament thinking that I'm just going to win. Mm. Now, flip it on the reverse is that some tournaments I've expected to win. So I've gone in with the wrong mindset, like just from the get go. Right. I've gone in with the certain weight and baggage of extra mm. pressure. Like, damn, if I don't win, people are going to think I'm whack. People are going to think I'm this. People are going to think I'm that. And it's it's fine to a certain extent, like right? because Crump it's it's kind of leaning towards that way. You know what I mean? Like you know, you, to be the best, you kind of have to be petty like that. But I've also learned that from experience, like you have to. It's like that whole yin and yang thing. You know what I mean? Like you have to learn to, you know, um, balance. You know, both sides. And being okay with that and mm. so yeah bro it's it's I feel like personally like not everyone has to battle to be good like bro I've seen sessioners like people who just jam who are amazing bro and I try to battle them at their game I lose every time so how can they win and they're not even trying to battle me and yet like I'm trying to battle them and I'm still losing bro and that's because they've they've they're just being them. They're just letting the, the true essence of their dance kind of just like naturally, organically come out. And no one can beat that, bro. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just crazy, so. The way you explain it too, like just being them, um, I, I, I never knew what that was like in the choreo scene or yeah. just being you because like freestyling was always that thing you did after like um, the choreo, but I don't think like it was the saddest thing whenever I'd ask people, "Hey, do you want a freestyle together?" They go, "Oh no, nah, I'm not into freestyle." I'm like, "Right, like, bro, what? Isn't right? this like?" But that's what I mean. I feel like, bro, NZ just has the wrong mindset to freestyling, yeah. bro. And I don't know whether it's because you know we were just uneducated, whether it was because there was just a gap between choreographers and freestylers. I feel like ego, bro. From my experience, it's always been ego for me. That too, bro. I mean, honestly, that too. And that's why I feel like right now, the choreo game is at a at a weird space right now where it's it's kind of choreo, but a lot of people have transitioned into like the freestyle world. Yeah. And now it's going back to kind of finding the balance between the both of them. Mm. And I think it's, it's beautiful to see, bro, because now freestyling now like when you say like oh yo like let's freestyle it's not so much of a bad thing now yeah same with crump like when mm. people are like yo we're gonna like lab up and we're gonna crump i remember bro like five years ago it was like oh you got to lab like what is that yeah, really like? yeah bro wow, like it's like bro. weird bro but now That's it's like crazy. a respected it's a respected thing you know yeah. and i think it's just it's it's crazy bro how how much um the language in new zealand revolving around choreography and freestyle mm. how much there's way more respect now for the freestyle tools yeah. as opposed to it just being like oh you're just doing your thing mm. like now nah, just do the choreo stuff you know and because i'm passionate about both bro like 
I love I love choreo and I love freestyle. So no one can tell me nothing about either or bro. No one can say like, oh yeah, this is a real dancer and look like like for example, I remember hearing conversations about people saying like, oh yeah, this is real dance. People who do it like in the freestyle. But in my mind, I'm like, well, I consider people who do crew stuff mm. dancers too. Yeah. Like there's no there's no like, oh, this is dance more than this because they're just dance. Like it's ah. just whatever. But there's just different rules. There's just different levels in both respected fields. Mm. And so I think, yeah, it's, 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 it's been an interesting journey, especially for the freestylers. Like I can say a lot about like kind of being looked down upon from the choreo scene. And then now it's kind of like been on the flip side where the freestylers are now just like, yo, your choreo is whack because you guys don't know how to freestyle. And so it's, it's kind of, I feel like now, maybe in the last like year or so, it's kind of balancing out because of, because a lot of the choreographers or, or aspiring choreographers, the next generation, they're yeah. coming up with the knowledge and tools and guidance from the freestyle world. Mm -hmm. So they're not afraid to dive into freestyle as opposed to some choreographers back in the day. Yeah, You know what I mean? And I don't know, it's just weird. It's, it's different now, you know, as as dance will always be in the future where it'll continually grow and it'll continually change mm. and it'll always, you know, like, I mean, for the New Zealand scene, it started in b-boying, then it went into this, like, a lot of b-boys became choreographers, you know what I mean? And then now it's like heaps of choreographers are diving into freestyles or freestyling or battling and stuff like that. And mm. so I feel like it'll just naturally, you know, keep progressing, keep turning, keep evolving and it's a beautiful thing to see bro but again ego it's mm. the worst thing bro. yeah it's going to be you're your biggest enemy yeah exactly mm. man and it's going to be one of those like freaking achilles heels bro for new zealand if our e if we let our ego and whatever scene if yeah. we let it affect us too much it's going to kill whatever community you're a part of Big facts there. Mm. I thought you, I thought you were just gonna say just kill yourself or like community too, bro. Yeah, bro. I mean, shoot, like it'll kill you as a dancer. Yep. And then yeah. if that happens to you know more people, shoot, there goes your there goes your community. There goes the style. There goes true. You know everything that people before you sacrificed to wow. build. Big facts there, cause like once that once you lose that, like it just becomes such a big disconnect. Bro, and then the people that come in after you have to start over bro, bro exactly that's... and that's what we don't want yeah. we don't want to start it over again bro because like have you noticed um i remember because I've, I've been getting back into b-boy again i've started mm -hmm. to look back uh the reason why america is so top level is just because like they started it bro yeah. and, like their hit their history is so rich mm. like, and i, I feel like it, right here um i don't know i don't feel like we have the same resources you know yeah yeah for sure we bro. do in like some scenes but in other scenes a bit wonky but yeah 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 and that's that's so true bro again knowing your roots knowing where you come from knowing your history and and kind of building off that accelerates your learning way quicker as opposed to just trying to figure it all out you know so yeah bro totally right bro i i agree 100 percent 100 percent Alright, Ken. Um, that's pretty much us for today, man. Just to finish it off, do you want to plug yourself and um, maybe just like any projects you're you're a part of coming up soon, or just your socials, anything? You know, yeah, man. Yours? Shoot, 
again, if you want to follow my journey, uh, follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Kim Vienga. Um, give our Lighthouse fans a follow away because, again, we have a lot more creatives like myself, a part of our collective, um, who do a lot of great things, you know, aside from me. So, yeah, man, follow us. Um, we do have a lot coming out um, next year, especially. We have some exciting news as a team. Um, which I can't say just yet, but um, it's going to be real cool. And we hope to, yeah, keep doing what we're doing, keep influencing, like, you know, different people for the better. Um, if you're inspired by this, like, freaking um, podcast, then, you know, just believe that you can do everything that you're hearing. You know, it just takes a little bit of courage and a whole lot of persistence and just, you know, never that attitude of just never giving up because... Yeah, one day you're hearing me, but who knows, man, you could you could be the person that'll be speaking at it's the true. next podcast. So yeah, to ever to whoever is listening, just keep at it, keep grinding, keep doing your thing and um yeah, best of luck, yo.